Hello and welcome once again to Talking Pictures Podcast. I'm your host David and joining with me as always my co-host Brian. Brian, how are you today? I'm great David, how are you? I'm good. We're heading back to school today. We're going for a, a classic oldie. The School of Rock. <laughs> I remember my primary school had some sort of music day and I don't know what the event was. Um, I don't know what the theme was. I guess it was just a, a day for the choir or the music group or those who selected to do music to show off their music skills. And this is not secondary school. This is primary school where you mm. have one class full of multiple subjects. So music was not a big thing. So having said that, I remember sitting amongst my uh, fellow pupils outside and my principal comes up and says, oh yeah, we, 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 with today's event or today's specialty or whatever, the, 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 whatever the thing they were doing was called the School of Rock. And here's me thinking, hmm, I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think just... I just thought that was funny, like, you know, mm. cop, copy yourselves after this fun movie that I'm sure everyone saw. Mm. But yeah, that I think this was, I, I think I would class this School of Rock movie as a childhood movie uh, growing up. So, Yeah, definitely. It's like, I think for our generation, it's like classic movie. Do you know, I couldn't actually imagine anyone saying that they didn't like this movie. And I was like, what do you not like about it? It's just fantastic. I remember it was the first it was the first DVD I bought ever. I bought it in GameStop in Navin uh, back when they still did DVDs. And I remember I bought it and I literally turned around and uh, another guy, a little kid came up to the counter and said, oh, do you have School of Rock? And he literally pointed at me and he went, he just got the last one. And I was like, whoops, sorry. And I mean, fight, that was, fight, fight, fight! Yeah, if, I would have fought for School of Rock. I genuinely would have. Uh, and then it was, it was a movie that I had um, back when I got my like first iPad, or not iPad, sorry, iPod. Um, when I had my first iPod back in the day, and like I ripped the DVD to that, and I ripped it with the, the with the director's commentary. Uh, so I listened to School of Rock with the directors talking, with Richard Linklater and uh, Jack Black talking over the movie, and I was like. It's still just as good. Uh, I'm listening to a director give me insight, and I have more insight now into the movie. And I was like, "Man, this was this is great. This movie that I already loved is just so much better now." Do you have it on DVD still? Uh, I don't. Uh, I think it might be at my like home home back with my parents, but uh, I don't have a, a current version of it, unfortunately. Oh, but th- no, but having it in your home home house might like, I would still classify as that as you having yeah, I'd have a physical there, copy. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I watched this movie uh, to help be a more of a companion uh, talker for today's episode. Yeah. And in, wa- in watching it, uh, a lot of memories were coming back to me. And, you know, as a kid, when you watch movies, you don't really pay attention to the things you would pick up now as an adult, whether it be more adult-friendly uh, jokes or the, um, I suppose, the real realistic... Uh, discussions the teachers would be having uh, mm. teachers including Jack Black posing as a teacher and actually learning why you can be arrested for posing as a teacher and like for one thing for example is oh I'm watching this now I noticed he shaved his beard before arriving to the school because before that as a uh, out of look rock, rocker he had a beard and you know mm-hmm. 
and I thought the direction was so funny like in the opening shot when, when Jack Black takes off the shirt and goes to jump on stage he jumps on top of one guy smashes his beer yeah. and like just hits the floor like the way they directed that shot it's you see it on a wide shot and you just see uh, like whether it's Jack Black or a stunt double just toppled the guy in the crowd not mm. a whole crowd just one guy <laughs> and he's, yeah. got, he's on the piss <laughs> I thought it was very funny, and then there's a couple of ma- it was, it was, it was, it was a few really good shots in this movie, and the whole learning of what he his life is like, how he's a true lover for his music, despite his uh, rotten luck from uh, audiences and his own bandmates kicking him out, and then even his own roommates as well, and then Sarah Silverman. It's a shame that she's like. A bit of a dick in this movie because I actually really like her, but she saved mm-hmm. her role right quite well in this. And then, and then the, re- the movie really kicks off after. Um, he said, "Oh, here he is right now." And then, because he's on the phone to the principal, and he goes to like takes like five minutes to wrangle the phone, yeah. kiss the cord, <laughs> flip it upside down, make her feel like it's going from from Dewey to Ned Schleby. And he goes, "This is Ned Schleby." And like I just remember looking at that. Uh, seen as a child and like I know why he's doing that but I didn't think about it why he's doing yeah. that and and it's, it's like of course if I were to do that or if you were to do that you wouldn't take like five minutes to do that I'm exaggerating it wasn't five minutes mm. but he he just overdid it and you know to set up the scene where he's coming in to pose as a teacher simply be, just to make money that's it yeah he, he, he and then it was after he learned that, oh, Jesus, these kids actually have a music class and they're actually quite good. It's then he starts to take an interest in the students. Mm. Because before that, he's, he's like being lazy. He's not saying, do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm mm. hung over today. He's being upfront about it. If I was doing that, I would be nervous and anxious as feck. Like, you don't know what these kids were going to say to you. Yeah. Back in that day and age, nowadays, they'd all be, you know, uh, quite rude and think to stand up for themselves because they have the internet. But I thought that there are little details of Jack Black's character in this, such as taking down the page of the gold stars because of totalitarianism or, you know, fascism, mm-hmm. you know. Not that it's exactly that, but the type of... Um, saying yes this person is better than this person and this person is better than everyone else and that sort of maybe reflects back on it doesn't matter if you're good or great what matters is if you love this speaking to his yeah um career in rock and roll and i thought it was really good and seeing a young miranda cosgrove as uh, like a the the teacher's pet uh good at every um subject and then like he, he, he and he he gets to engage with all the students in his mm-hmm. class. Like he, he gets to, he gets to level with everyone. He gets to care for everyone. But we'll go into this down in the movie. Um, I won't have talked this uh, this much had we had I not watched it recently. I always mm-hmm. knew it was a good movie, but just thinking now what having watched it recently, it is a class movie. Even that long shot when he's explaining, right? Um, yeah, oh, sure, I'll sing you a song. And it's this one shot, Dolly and back, and you just see Jack Black go performing it, yeah. singing the song, describing it, and then telling the kids, and then this is your cue to do this, and then this is your cue to do that. Not just with the performers, but with the crew in the backstage. It's so great. It's so inclusive. He's a yeah. he's a brilliant teacher. I think I think you're hitting the nail on the head there for so many different things because 
going back and if you watch it now like you obviously when you were a kid you watched it and it's like oh it, you know you you see yourself as as the kids um and then yeah. if you go back and watch it and you watch it for his performance like he is very much one of the kids i think um like and that's why he's and uh, you were saying it there to begin with he's very selfish uh, throughout the movie and it's that journey over the course of the movie like if it opens up with the the band playing and if you actually uh, look at it he's only concerned when when the guys are all playing he's only concerned with the fact that he can't hear himself on the speaker and he's like talking to someone off stage he's like i can't hear myself i can't hear and then he the um he gets the the sound to be um a bit higher and he can hear himself and then he he loves himself he absolutely just loves dewey finn loves dewey finn and he does the stage dive and he's proper rock and roll um what i'm blaming i love dewey finn yeah like i mean jack black's performance in this is just like it's you couldn't imagine anyone else doing it i don't think anyone else could do it as well as him um and you're right he definitely like throughout the course of the movie uh he just he when he turns up at the school and he's there and he's he's shaved and he looks good and he's putting on this act that he's ned underneath it he's still very much dewy like he's in he's talking he's like i'm hungover who's got food like you know everyone he's just sitting back laying up against the board and he's like everyone be quiet like do whatever you want he's just very much like i'm only here for the paycheck and it's only when he hears all the kids playing music he was like oh hold on a second now maybe there's something here for me as well and that's when he starts to take an interest and even at that when he does start to take the interest it's really interesting because he only takes an interest in four or five kids the ones that can play the instruments uh, because he sets up the band um with the guitarist the drums the bass and the piano and then himself on lead guitar and uh all the other kids go um you know what what are we doing uh and he like turns him and he goes you just sit back and enjoy the show and then someone's like we're not in the band and then that's it only then does he realize like oh no wait hold on i've got a whole crew here and then he's eventual like slowly gets to know all of the kids and just like grows with the kids i think it's fantastic and then his performance like he has those he has some really serious moments throughout the film like with um with zach when he realizes like uh, he maybe doesn't have the best home life with his dad and with tamika before the audition when she's like i can't sing because you know they'll make fun of me because i'm fat and he's like you know some of the best singers are fat i'm pretty fat aretha franklin you know it's not about your size it's about who you are and he does have those emotional moments and, and deeper moments. But then he does have very silly, very, very silly moments that are still very Jack Black. Do you know, like that where you're saying he's describing the performance, do you know, and he's uh, and that's when chimes come in. And that's when I want a smoke machine. And he's like, you know, choreographing the performance as he's giving it. And it's just like only Jack Black could do. It, I think it's fantastic. Uh, and back to what you're saying. When the kid says, you mean we're not in the band? And when he turns around, hold up, hold up. Just because you're not in the band doesn't mean you're not in the band. Do you think he says that thinking, oh, hmm, I got a whole crew for me now. Or do you think he's actually turned around thinking, huh, I can't let these guys uh, out. i got to include these guys. you got to be fair. Yes, he's getting something out of it. But do you think... Do you think it's then or later he starts to warm up to these guys? Because it happens in very uh, uh, sparing scenes or mm. spontaneous scenes. So it happens with one kid, which, uh, what's her name? Tanika? Tanika, yeah. 
Tamika. So when uh, she stays back behind and then she sings in front of him, that's a moment. And then later when they go to get their audition, um, he, they realize he re- realizes that Freddie's gone. Yeah. And Freddie, who is like, you know, oh, cool, yeah, hardcore, and thinks to do, hang out with the smokers and maybe do a bit of drugs later on. You know, a, guy, a kid who, who you could see without a proper parental influence in being raised right he's going down the path of drugs or whatever mm. because you know hardcore rocker you know the hair and the humans think he's a badass you know even yeah. a, even you know, a bully as well somewhat mm-hmm. but but jack black goes to like being having a heart attack and he's thinking you that is no way to be, behave yourselves in front of yeah. kids. You ought to have a respect for yourself. And then you see, this is all true, but he's oblivious to the fact of what he's doing as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think um, initially he does set it up like, I don't think he is doing it for the kids. I think he maybe turns around and he's like, oh, I have to keep these kids on side. Like, I don't want anyone running and telling me like, I have a very, very sweet spot here and I just have to make sure everyone's on, we're all on the same page. And if everyone's mm. in the band, everyone's in on the secret. Um, so I think it's more so that than it's his immediate warming up. Um, I think that he he does warm up, but very, very, very slowly. Yeah, I think Slo- it's, yes. slowly it's, because, um, as I said, he you know he has his moment with Zach, he has his moment with Tanika and Freddie and even Lawrence because he mm. realizes, oh, this kid maybe you know he's got no friends. He, he's being upfront and honest with him. Yeah, and what does he do? He turns his confidence around, dude. No, you are so cool. You know, no, yeah. no, no kid in the classroom is going to say that to him. Jack Black does his, his teacher, his his fair teacher, and he he includes everyone. And it's you know, oh, it's a bit awkward seeing him give out to one of the students like an actual proper teacher or a, a parent. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I thought you know it's a bit funny. Maybe it's a bit unrealistic that all these students purposely don't tell their parents or hide it from the principal that this uh, school project, so to speak, mm-hmm. is taking up the entirety of their class time. Like that they're all like sort of brainwashed about. Um, I think it's easy to be brainwashed when you're a kid and um, because of the yeah, fact that they're yeah. they are all concerned about their grades in a way maybe not all of them maybe as much as like Miranda Cosgrove's character um summer, summer. but um no the fact that he says like oh yeah no this is an extracurricular it's it's a next semester assignment you know we're, ju- yeah. we're just getting ahead of everyone else and um, so that's why they're keeping it a secret and I think like you do have to remember that they are kids they are mm-hmm. like you know I don't know how old they are, maybe 10 or 11. So there is that level of naivety from them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they understand. But um, no, I can definitely see like the, not only that, but everyone's had a teacher that they really liked. And then if you had a teacher that you liked and he came in and they, you know, he gave you a role either in the band or, you know, on the crew and you actually really took to that and he was encouraging you. I think that that's, you're more likely to do stuff for him because they obviously have that moment later on where they go, and they get him, you know, even though they were told, oh, it was a fake. And it's like, oh, it doesn't matter if he was Ned or if he was Dewey. He was still yeah. our teacher and we still got on with him and, and we have that respect for him. Like yeah, even the, like you're saying there with the scene with Lawrence where he comes up and says, like, oh, I'm not cool enough to be in the band. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, you're the coolest guy in there, you know. And I think he sees maybe Dewey sees that. He sees himself in Lawrence. I think a lot of the students he sees himself in because there's that moment before um, that scene with him and Lawrence where he's putting up the flyers for a new band and someone else comes along and looks at it and calls him a loser. 
and takes you know laughs at him and then we find yeah. out oh Dewey was like the next post over so then when someone else comes along and says like oh I'm not cool he's like no I'm not letting this kid feel like how I feel so I'm gonna make sure that he knows he's the coolest guy in the room and then the whole rest of the movie what's his nickname Mr. Cool do you know and you can see that throughout he gets so much confidence like maybe yeah. slow you know so he just has that like builds out builds those relationships with the kids throughout and I just think it's amazing it's great yeah see? Even all the kids who have their moments with Summer giving him the idea about posing that they're sick and uh, it convinces the manager mm. to give them the slot. And also Zach writing a song now. And, yeah. like, and Dewey going up to Zach and saying, like, you know, as a, as a teacher, giving out, no more, no more secret songs. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's a great song. I don't know which, I think I like uh, Zach's song more than Dewey's. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. It's a song song in a movie, definitely. Yeah. You're right. I, I think it's great because he isn't like pigeonholing anyone. Because mm. the amount of people that um he gives a role to and they come back and they say, Oh, I don't want that role, can I do something else? And he goes, Yeah, sure. Do you know? Yeah. Like Those Billy, are a few times. Yeah, Billy doesn't want to be uh the tech, he wants to do costumes. So he does that. Um Tamika, obviously, she was security. And then she comes back and she, you know, reveals that she can sing. And she's like, oh, you're straight in there. Do you know, you're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then Summer, I think, was a groupie initially. And she's like, I want to be the manager. And he's like, yeah, sure. Do you know, so he doesn't pigeonhole anyone. And he lets them. It, it just works out that a lot of the roles that he gave and they, the kids ended up being great at them. But the ones who didn't want to do those roles and maybe it didn't fit. He's not going to be like, no, well, that's, you know, the only role that we have for you. He made roles. He made a costume role and he made a manager role for two of the kids. So. You know, he's not pigeonholing anyone. And then like that, where Zach comes along and he ma- he writes a song. It's fantastic. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, that's what a band does. Like, we play each other songs. Even I really st- love that little bit. Yeah, even though they plan to still do um, Dewey's song at the final, it's not until they get there and they're like, look, guys, I think that maybe we should do Zach's song. I think it's better. And that's, like, big for him because he's obviously at the beginning of the movie very very selfish and he just wants it's his band he could makes the kids sign or or do the little declaration um do you know that i will not fight mr uh mr schneebly for creative control do you know and uh, but then at the end what does he do he gives away the control he's like i think your song is better let's do your song and he's just like that whole arc from selfish in the beginning to oh it's not about me and it's only then really when zach says okay we can do it but you have to sing it you know otherwise it would have been zach doing it and oh, just you just took me back to the montage where um, you know the montage where it's like he's he's having a one on one with Freddie about uh, you lose its drum set. Yeah. Okay, keep a spare in your back, and then uh, going through rehearsals with the kids, and then you see the other kids doing the graphics as well. And that whole song, I forget what song it is, but that's just sort of sticks in your head. The more and the more you think about this movie, I would almost um it's not for different era but i would almost put this in the same category as uh, toy story and a few of those yeah. movies because you grow up watching these movies school of rock is a movie for me and i'm sure for you and a lot of us our listeners is a movie that is already pre-grained in in our heads and we we know it before we understand it mm-hmm. and like even even for example and we'll give this shout out now to joan cusack like I didn't realize he's taken her to a pub to get her drunk mm-hmm. to ease her down to convince her to say yeah 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 uh, you know let's go. Well, I got this uh, 
project I want to do with kids, like, you know, take them to the concert. Yeah, I'll organize it. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> and then, and then, like, because he overheard that, yeah, she's obviously, you know, back in her heyday before she was a principal, that she's a, she's a fun going rocker, you know, getting drunk, dancing on tables. Like, she's obviously been attained with her role and dealing with stress. And that, like, you even get those moments with her. And just seeing Joan Cusack, like, she, her reaction to him, she's actually not really listening to him. She's just sort of getting into his own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just really like seeing that now. Uh, and I appreciate the, uh, the the stress she said she was going through as a principal with the parents and that Dewey made her feel confident. And then Dewey fully admits before the teacher meeting that, oh, I'm not a teacher, I'm a fraud. And she's like, thinking him that he's just not feeling confident like she's a true friend and then she feels betrayed yeah. Dewey who are you this is a this is a very good movie and Joan Cusack and all I hear is Jesse from Toy yeah. Story I'll always I'll always hear uh, I'll always see that when I see Joan Cusack but um, oh she was great in this she was definitely great she's one of the for a principal and an adult character she's a uh, um second best character in the movie yeah no i think you're dead right like she's a great um foil i think to dewey because it's not it's not like she's a villain um, no. i don't think there are any villains i think they're just people that are opposing forces to him and the fact that he has to get around her a lot of the time but he's also like trying to get her on side um like i think that the i really like the fact that uh, it's very much a, a friendship between them as opposed to like yeah. a romantic thing at all um and like you were saying kind of with the scenes with the, the teachers and all and how they talk and you know that that's how like teachers actually talk um, it's great and he finds out the information that she's a big Stevie Nicks fan from another teacher just like in the staff room um, mm. and then he uses that to his advantage and I always love that scene um, when he's telling her about the the thing um, the, the concert the, the when the battle of the bands is when he's trying to get her like oh I want to take these kids to the Philharmonic and she's just yeah. dancing away to Stevie Nicks and um and then there's a few funny moments later at the concert you know she was furious but she loved it and then yeah <laughs> uh, and then the and then the band guy comes over you know says yeah 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 yeah, yeah you're hot what oh what'd you say are you warm <laughs> Yeah. And the, and she has like this 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 the whole persona of her is like she has to be one way but she doesn't want to be because there's no. the the scene where she's giving out to the the child and she's like shouting at yeah. her and it's like do you want me to have to call your parents and then she's like crying and she's like would you like a hug and the kid like screams and she's like oh you can see that she doesn't want to be shouting at her like she asks her does she want a hug and uh she just like hates she nearly hates who she is um and then to, even after that, where she has the, the conversation with Dewey in the car after they go to the bar and she says she's a bitch, but she can't even say that she's a bitch. She like mouths it. She's like, I know what they think of me. They think I'm a, and she like mouths the word bitch. And you're like, she's like, you're not, you're not. So she is definitely like the next to Dewey. She's the best character. I'd say that yeah. the only like actual, the argument you could make for like an antagonist uh, would be Sarah Silverman's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And, I, and I agree. even at, even at that, like, realistically when you think about it with your actual adult brain that's not in a movie it's like oh well Dewey is you know just a random guy who's you know teaching kids he should not be there he hasn't been you know vetted he doesn't have a degree anything like that and she's just putting that right she's like you don't know what he's doing in that room with those kids which is completely you know it it is innocent but they also play that joke where um you know he's at the parent-teacher meeting and he 
sees them outside the door. He sees um, Sarah Silverman and Mike White, um, the actual um, Ned Schneebly, and then the two cops, and then along comes Joan Cusack, and he's, like, trying to plead to the parents, like, you know, I I really love teaching your kids, and and I've <laughs> I've touched them, and I'm pretty sure I, I've... <laughs> sorry, what did I say? They've touched me, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. And just, like, this downbeat for a second, and all the parents start screaming, and he's running through the hallways, and you're like... This is just so clever. It's just so funny. As a child, I didn't get that joke. Uh, no. I get it now. <laughs> but I just love that. You, you just see the next, the next shot is just Dewey running in the hallway. <laughs> he obviously had time to grab two of his guitars to spring it out of there. And mm-hmm. like as soon as he enters frame and the teachers come and they can't like find him. Realistically, he would still be running, but I just love, I just love that shot and that just cut. Like, he, like it's, it's almost like, it's, it's like, he, he got the, yeah, ah, that was great. The whole movie's great. Um, like he, fe- like he fears for his life, but he still has time to like, oh, I'll just grab these two guitars. You know, yeah. I may, I never may, be, I may never be back here to get these, so I'll take them now just in case. Um, yeah. Do you want to hear some uh, flashbacks about School of Rock? I would love to hear some flash facts about School of Rock. Laura, play that jingle for us. Thank you, Laura. So, um, I've got all the flash facts today. We're going to do three flash facts. So, flash fact number one. Uh, during the course of the movie, Jack Black actually switches the part in his hair from left to right, depending on whether he is portraying Dewey Finn or Ned Schneebly. No way. Yeah, so when he is... Uh, one when he's actually teaching the kids, he'll have his hair parted one way, and if he is uh, at home by himself, he'll have it parted the other way. So you can. Ah, it's it's so a very subtle I, thing. I thought it was something more like his hair, like being flocked behind his ears, or because I do know his hair is cleaned up and tidied up, and like you know mm-hmm. to the side. But I didn't. Re- I, d- I thought it was something more like because uh, his hair is messy when he's doing and when he's the rocker, and you know when he's home, but. You know, he's dressed up and looking nice. Like, he's even mm-hmm. wearing a scarf as well. Yeah, he and he's got the bow tie and, and he's properly done up. So he definitely does have the different personas as Dewey Finn and Ned Schneebly. Um, flash fact then, number two. All the kids really play the instruments and the backup singers are real vocalists. The director, Richard Lickletter, only agreed to direct if the kids played their own instruments. Really? Yeah, I think that that's a, a great choice as well to, like, actually see them playing and, and having it match... I think it just gives like an extra kind of layer to the film that's like, oh, these kids are actually playing and what they're doing is, is coming across on screen. I was just trying to think of everyone, like with Lawrence playing the, the keyboard and Zach playing the guitar, it's good that, it, 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 it's nice to have that more realistic approach mm-hmm. for yeah. the kids playing. Like that, that's, that's, that's additional work as well, you know. It obviously boosts them higher as actors on the call sheet as opposed to a lot of other ones who are almost considered stand-ins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it definitely, like, for the director, like, I think one of the one of the golden rules in Hollywood is don't work with kids and don't work with animals. So, um, because they're so notoriously difficult to work, not just to work with, but to schedule around and um, because they have to take their breaks and all. But um, the fact that you are also putting out a call for not only child actors, but child actors that can play instruments. It's very difficult to cast for that, so... I, but I think everyone sits their role fantastically. Yeah, no, that's a good one, and I'm glad that's a, that's a fact. 
And the uh, final fact there, just uh, as you were mentioning, uh, Lawrence, uh, early in the film, an insecure Robert Say, who portrays Lawrence, approached director Richard Linklater and tried to talk him out of letting him be in the movie because he felt that he wasn't right for the role. Linklater responded and said that, that, that his very insecurity was what made him exactly right for the role and kept him in. So he very much had that scene where he goes and tells uh, Dewey that he's he's not fit, he's not cool enough to be in the in the band. He had that moment with the director. He said, "I don't think I'm right for this movie." And then Richard Linklater said, "Like, yeah, that's what makes you right for the movie is that you think that you're not." And he gave wonder, him the confidence. I wonder if that scene between Lawrence and Dewey, when he comes home saying he's not cool and he boosts his confidence, I wonder if that was written after the actor went to do Linklater. I wouldn't be surprised. I would say most likely it was because that's taking that kind of real life aspect and, and sticking it in the film there. If it wasn't, it's a great coincidence, but I would say most likely it is. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And that um, concludes this uh, segment of Flashbacks. Roll that jingle. Thanks, Laura. Did you know that, um, not that this is a fact or anything, I just wanted to talk about the, well, fact that poor actor who played Freddy died just yeah. recently, like a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, very sad. He, um, I think he was on a bike and he um, got run over. Uh, I think he was cycling in New York or something like that and he was uh, run over. Very sad. Uh, it's it's awful when someone dies, especially when they're so young, but to have someone when you die and you're not like doing something stupid or something, it's just like every day. Yeah, and it, it's funny that, you know, I'm watching this movie and I'm just thinking, you poor chap, like he's much older when he passed away, but I'm I, to me, he's that kid still. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's kind how, of it's like timeless, how we, it? yeah, it's like how we think of Heath Ledger and he's always going to be 30, 40 years older than us. Mm-hmm. In reality, we are his age, more or less now. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? And we could be 60 years old when we'll watch School of Rock and we'll think, Jesus, Freddy, some kid. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace. <laughs> it's always like you see someone and you're like, oh, they're, they're a kid like that, any of the kids in School of Rock, and they are all older than us, every single yeah. one. And you're like, ah. Oh, some kid, isn't it? Or you watch Miranda Cosgrove. Like, if you see, if I ever see her, like, doing, like, a promo for iCarly or anything, I'm like, oh, there's Summer. Do you know, it's, she's always the kid in School of Rock for me. Sometimes you just can't escape that uh, thing. And, and I think I do that for Jack Black, too. I know, I know it is Jack Black, but I always see him as, as Mr. Schneider. I think, I think Jack Black playing Dewey Finn, playing Mr. S is one of the best suited roles he's ever done. It is pretty much what Jack Black is in his persona. Like, when I think of Jack Black, I don't just think of him as an actor. He is a rock star player. Mm -hmm. And he has played some roles in the past and recently where he sings and plays rock and roll. And this feels like it's just like peak. um, This is like what you would get in a, a Jack Black playing a role like this nowadays mm-hmm. like it's it, it, because think, look at Jack Black and how he would treat these kids outside of the movie mm-hmm. he would be pretty much the same type of person because seeing Jack Black in interviews that's what he is like seeing him 
I've I seen him on videos, like even singing some lyrics of songs to kids who love him. And he's like 20 years older since the movie. And he's still yeah. doing the same things. He's, he's, he's being kind and, and considerate, and he's such a great guy. And this, all these reasons would be, yeah, person pushing him in that he's probably one of my top 10 favorite actors ever. Mm. I think you're dead right. I think he is very much, his portrayal of Dewey in this film is the, maybe in my head, the, the closest an actor has come to just playing themselves. Like, there's no acting at all. He's just, yes, Richard Linklater gave him lines to say and he's just playing Jack Black. I think um, for a lot of people, you would hope if you met Jack Black that you would meet him like he is in this film. And I've seen that video too where he's, I think, at, maybe at Disneyland and there's a young chap in a wheelchair and they the parents say like, oh, um, he loves School of Rock and he sings um, some of the song. He sings the the one the original song the legend of the rent um he mm. sings that to him and i'm like that is like not, not only is he 20 years um from the role 20 years from the movie um after the fact but he's uh, you know he's taking the time out of his day to to talk to this kid because most actors you know they'd oh yeah thanks very much and kind of move on they've had they'd have stuff to do they can't really stop and talk but he's stopping talking and he's like forming a connection and like essentially giving this kid like a really good memory you know that he's oh i met jack black and he sang we got to sing a little bit of school of rock together like that's insane you know and i think you're right not only is he like top 10 actors he's like top 10 humans yeah he's he and this movie is always going to be something to remember for yeah i really like this movie and i really like that you chose this as a as a look back david yeah um i think uh, that's kind of maybe as much as much school of rock love as i can give i mean i could talk for another hour or so but <laughs> i don't think uh the listeners would want to hear so much talk about one movie but uh yeah this yeah, was go uh, watch one of it our instead. yeah just watch the movie i mean you're gonna love it if you haven't seen it since you were a kid and you think oh yeah sure i saw that like go back and watch it again you'll get a new appreciation for it definitely um as an adult and and maybe see yourself a little bit in dewey's shoes because i almost guarantee if if you're our age where you're kind of in your mid to late 20s i'd I, I'm pretty sure Jack Black was probably in his late 20s, early 30s when he filmed this. So you're definitely like, you may still see yourself as the kids, but you're definitely <laughs> closer to Jack Black than you are the kids. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. We're going to do a, another look back, but Brian's choice, uh, maybe next week, in the next couple of weeks. Who knows exactly what our schedule will be, but uh, do you want to reveal what that'll be or do you want to leave that a secret? I don't want to reveal what it'll be. I'd like to be a little bit of a surprise. It's not going to be a classic, I suppose, like School of Rock is. It's going to be something that has been released within the last 10 years. And let's just say, in my opinion, it is unappreciative. Unappreciated? Yes. Yeah, okay, brilliant. I think, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. I can't wait to watch it again before we uh, we talk about it uh, next week. So thank you so much. If you made it all the way through this episode, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, make sure to give us five stars. We'd appreciate that. It costs you nothing. It helps us a lot. It shows the visibility on the uh, podcast for other people to hopefully find and enjoy it. If you want to follow us on Instagram and on uh, Twitter or X as it's now called, uh, you can follow us in the links below. If you want to send us in an email at talkingpicturespodcast1 at gmail.com, send in any recommendations that you'd have for movies you want us to talk about, maybe some classics, maybe something upcoming. If you have any questions, any topics you'd like us to discuss, please send it in. Um, we have answered questions in the past. We're going to 
bank some up and, and answer them over the coming weeks and stuff. So look out for those. Brian, any final words? When we were stuck in the dumb days. <laughs> There's no way you can't stop the school of rock. Nailed it. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, David. <laughs>